Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I'm Michael J. Sutton, and this is episode 32 in our series, Freedom from Fear. Do I have any enemies? In the last hundred days or so, America has been in open war against Russia. This is World War Three for those of you who are counting. Technically, it's a proxy war, a war involving the Ukrainian military against Russia. But it's funded almost entirely with American and Western money. Had the Americans not funded Ukraine with billions of dollars in military hardware, the war would have been over in a week. Why is there a war in Ukraine now? Well, it's simple to explain. Since 2001, a small number of powerful corporations in the West have made a fortune making weapons of war for the failed war on terror. The same people in Congress in the United States who supported the war on terror are the same people who are supporting the war in Ukraine. These corporations run both political parties. Everyone knows that. Some people used to call it the military-industrial complex. Trump was in real estate, not bombs. He got elected and he wanted the wars to end. But this meant the end of a generation of wealth accumulation. Many politicians benefit from war, their war candidates. Many of them live in states that employ hundreds of thousands of people whose livelihoods depend on making bombs. They represent these factories and these corporations in Congress. This is what democracy is. Democracy is not one vote, one person. That's the pep talk for kids at high school. In the real world, money is the currency of democracy, nothing more. Trump was hated because he was an outsider, but also he thought he was president. The presidency is long gone now. The bureaucrats and the corporations run America now. They all support endless war. Trump had to go. They invented a fake and bogus story about Russia, which was all a lie. Trump was ousted, but not before he declared American withdrawal from yet another American military failure. Yes, America has not decisively won a war since 1945, and even then they needed the Soviets to destroy Hitler and two nuclear bombs and the fire bombing of civilian targets to destroy Japan. President Biden is probably one of the worst presidents in American history. He is surrounded by buffoons, egomaniacs and spooks. They orchestrate the worst withdrawal of American troops since the fall of Saigon. It's a disaster. It was, in my view, for the corporations, a complete surprise. It was one of those rare moments, maybe, when Grandpa Joe was awake and cognitive, or maybe he was just asleep as usual. I don't know. I don't work in the White House. But the worst thing a war economy needs is no war. The American economy is a war economy. Without war, there will be economic collapse. At once, following the Afghanistan withdrawal, America and their puppet regime in Ukraine began to agitate for an expansion of conflict with Russia, a war that began over eight years ago in the eastern part of that country. You see, America may be many things, but they believe in private property, and they are always true to their word. Contracts must be honoured in a capitalist system, especially to the corporations that run that system. The corporations of war must be paid, and they must be guaranteed a new war. Biden's presidency can be summed up in one phrase, 
the search for a new war. After much consternation, they decided to start one in Ukraine. The corporations are ecstatic, so are the politicians who benefit from war, so is the media who are part of this corporate world. They spin the lies, whip up the sentiment. These corporations, the media and the military uh, manufacturers, they're all tied together these days. The people who suffer are always the vulnerable, the weak and the poor. And you do note that aside from a few politicians, all the rich left the Ukraine in the first week. You see, you do not understand. It does not matter to the American system where the war is, but there must be a war. There's too much money depending upon war, and there's too much at stake. Peace? Peace. Worldly peace? It's simply too expensive. You can call it what you like. You can call it a fight between democracy and autocracy or whatever. Tell yourselves whatever you want. They're all lies. They always have been. International relations are easy to explain. Easy. Simple. There's nothing complicated. You might add some subtle nuance to my explanation, but it's the essential heart of the story. These days, Christian leaders who were silent on the war on terror, silent on American imperialism, silent on Africa, silent on suffering, are speaking out against Russia and against Putin. These Christian leaders said nothing about Afghanistan. You see, their Christian view is the same as the view of the government. Therefore, they're not Christians, they're Christian fascists. Their loyalty is to the state, not to God. I searched the internet for a Christian view on the war in Ukraine, but overall the material on the internet has a common theme. It argues that Christianity is great if Christians know their place and the time when they have to shut up. Christianity is great, but if Christianity challenges power or money, then it has nothing to say or is not applicable. These articles were not written by atheists, but written by Christians or people who claim to be. If they are, who knows? Only God knows. But there is so much hatred online about the war in Ukraine. Why is there so much interest in this war? The West did nothing during the Bosnian genocide, for those of you who remember it. America did nothing. NATO did nothing. The UN did nothing. Churches did nothing. I suspect what we're seeing here is mass formation psychosis once again, a coordinated indoctrination process that has been successful. Many people, and I've met them, who are politically inept, politically naive, people, people without a political bone in their body, people who say nothing about politics, are all talking about Ukraine, flying the flag and saying, I stand with Ukraine. These same people say nothing. The day of the American withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan, the day when a group of kids were murdered by an American missile, that mistook a man's water truck for a terrorist vehicle. What were their names? The same people who say, I stand with Ukraine, they don't care what their names were. They were just Muslim kids in the Middle East. Their lives were of no importance. They were not Europeans. They joined the well over one million dead civilians in that catastrophic 20-year war in that part of the world. I summarised Joe Biden's presidency in one phrase. Let me summarise the West for you. The West is like a serial rapist 
who has spent 20 years raping women and never arrested, never prosecuted, but then out of the blue, they've been called to sit on a jury where a man is accused of rape. And this serial rapist is, is insisting on a guilty verdict. The Bible calls this hypocrisy. If the West were Christian, they would never have gone down this path. But they don't believe in God. They have no faith. All that matters to them is money and power. But what is astounding to me is how many Christian fascists believe the West is Christian. It never was. Christianity was only a religion to them, not a faith. It was only about power, not service. It was only about money and kingdoms on earth, not treasures in heaven. These wealthy people, the one who, ones who run the corporations, who free ride and our anger, frustration and hatred, which they created. They're the ones who tell us to hate, while making cash withdrawals at our expense. They laugh all the way to the bank while we watch the news and get angry and hate Russia or China or whoever we're told to hate. What does the Bible say about all of this? Well, Jesus says a lot, but you will not hear it in church. Churches are run by the government now, so they tend to be quiet. But Jesus tells us in the Gospels, and you'll find it if you open your Bible, in Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel, these words which are subversive, they're rebellious. In some places they might be seen as seditious, but they're the words of the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. That's Jesus. Jesus is unequivocal. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 43 to 48. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The second is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 27 to 36. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Who is my enemy as a Christian? Jesus tells us, we have no enemy. For if we love someone, how can they be 
our enemy. This is a subversive view. I heard that Christians in Ukraine who said this publicly were condemned as traitors. Those who follow Jesus will be persecuted. It is time for us to stop listening to the lies of the state and start listening to God by opening his word and following him. We follow Christ. As our Lord said on earth in Matthew chapter 10, verses 28 to 29, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. That's God, by the way. The God the West pretends to believe in. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom From Fear.